Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is a source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. It's the Custard TV Podcast, the one place on the web to get all the latest TV news, interviews and reviews, except you don't have to read it, you can just listen to it with them things that are on the side of your head. Now, uh, Matt is here. Hello. Gary is here. Hey up. You know, because we, before we get on to the, the crux or the main body of the podcast, we always talk about something that's happened in the week, like last week was that bizarre email I got. Oh yeah. Uh, this week, I don't know whether I want to share... <laughs> the next bit or not. I feel like I would feel better mm. once I share this bit, but I think you might feel a bit worse. As I'm the one that's got to live with me, I'm going to go with me feeling better. So, on, uh, I think it was Tuesday night, I had a dream about Matt and I. <laughs> <laughs> now, the funny thing is, what sorry, it was... Sorry, the funny thing is... Um... The funny thing is, Matt and I were hosting a travel show, right? Yeah. And it was a show... <laughs> it was a show where Matt and I go around the world, uh, but we don't know where we've ended up. So we... Is this on Dave Javu or something? I it mean, will be. <laughs> really, I think. Yeah, really? really? All right. This, this is the pitch. So, in the dream... Yeah. Matt and I were being followed by cameras, and we ended up in Kenya, uh, which we quite liked. I don't know if either of us have ever been in real life, but we liked it in I the dream. To Kenya. Matt, you have. You went on Tuesday. <laughs> if, it's any, if there are any broadcasters listening, it was a very entertaining show. I enjoyed it. And no, what you should have had that there are conditioning what? editors yeah. listening. Yeah. You should have yeah. had that dream while we were at Edinburgh, and then we could have mentioned it oh. too. Probably Ben Throw on Channel 5, he probably would. Yeah. If, uh, if we'd pitched it to Channel 5, it would probably ended up being Louisa Zisman and Rylan. So, yeah. listeners of the podcast, what I'd like, because I know we get feedback, and I'll be very disappointed if this doesn't, I would like you, loyal listeners of the podcast, to name our travel show. It's me and Matt, we don't know where we're ended up, we're, just, we're taken to a location... And we have to just speak to locals and walk around and see where How we are. How did we communicate with the Kenyans, Luke? Uh, they didn't have a problem. <laughs> what I'd like problem. to know is, is this your subtle way of giving me my P45? I guess the rain's down in Africa. Gary and Matt talking telly on the Custard TV podcast. News, TV <laughs> reviews, and previews. Uh, despite my dreams, there was a lot of them to get through. Matt, has okay. the news. Okay. 
So, uh, first off, uh, Channel 4 have announced that filming has begun on This Is England 90. That'll be the last This Is England, and it's going to air uh, next year sometime. Uh, moving on, uh, ITV2 has acquired uh, US series Scorpion. Is this about the female gladiator on a Scorpion? It oh, is. I wish. Yes. That's another dream I'm going to have now. <laughs> but I'll enjoy oh, no, it. Surely they're going to dream that, man. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, Jet or Lightning, come on. Scorpion. Lightning? Yeah. Oh. I met Phoenix and Saracen in all sports in Hanley in 1990. There you go. Who was the guy that was also a fireman? I met him as a fireman. Hunter? No, it was the guy with the dreadlocks. He, wasn't, he didn't look as big as all the others. Wolf? Anyway, moving on. No. <laughs> I remember uh, that. Uh, more US drama news with uh, Gotham uh, is going to start on Channel 5 on the 13th of October. Uh, Gary, Excellent. you're probably excited about this. Um, I am, yes. Also, I'm going to freestyle on some more American drama news. Whoa! I know. It's going off the um, I hate it. I'm going to lay Home down pa- some beats while you freestyle. <laughs> is going to return uh, Sunday the 12th of October to Channel 4. That's a week Ridiculous. after US transmission. And mm-hmm. uh, Steven Soderbergh's The Nick... Is going to come to Sky Atlantic. That stars Clive Owen, and I believe Luke. There's a, a review up on the website. There is. John Hamm is going to start in Black Mirror, uh, the Christmas special. Uh, there's three stories. It's going to be 90 minutes. Also starring uh, Una Chaplin from Game of Thrones, and also Rafe Spall, I believe. Can I do the my apprentice- Una Chaplin fact? Go on. Charlie Chaplin. She's yeah. Charlie. Well, that was it, Matt. So I can't do it now. Apprentice Ten. The, the series of The Apprentice. Welcome. Uh, Welcome back. Well, I may be able to give you some inside scoop because I am off to the screening of it oh, next week. So. Yes. Back on the 14th and the 15th of October and uh, the 10-year retrospective look is on the 13th. A lot of shows this year uh, mm. are celebrating 10 years. Lost was 10 years this year. Yep. Who do you Just think you ha- are? Housewives is 10 years this year. Who do you think you are is 10 years this year. Friends is 25 or 20, I think. It's a, it's 20 years. And it's a- David Threlfall and John Sim are to start in Code of a Kill for ITV. This is about the um, discovery of DNA and how the... Oh, oh yeah, okay. the D- yes. Harry Hill is to start oh, yeah. in... Uh, Professor Brainstorm, this is a one-off uh, family film based on uh, some children's books and it's going to be adapted by Charlie Higson. Channel 4 are uh, rolling out one of their popular weekend formats. Uh, Daily Brunch is coming to uh, Channel 4. And right. uh, finally, on BBC4, they're going to be showing the HBO Food Fighters musical series Sonic Hi- Highways. In a bit of preparation for this week, we wanted to know not only what we're watching, but also we want to know a little bit about what our Facebook friends are watching. So before we move on to the reviews of what uh, what we've been watching this last week, just a flavour um, and a few names here. Sophie Bridges told me she's watching The Great British Bake Off, of course. Uh, John Roberts is watching The Blacklist. So is Stuart Heron. He's also watching The Strain and The Leftovers. Sarah Bailey watching Educating the End of the Zoo, Scylla and 24 Hours in Custody. Uh, Cy Hudson watching The Leftovers, Enlightened and Scandal, and Carol Phelps watching Great British Bake Off, Downton, Scylla, and Scott Bailey. I, Some I of our really, favourites in there. I, I really think it's clever of you to be able to have made up all those names, Gary. It is. I've, yes. got, I've got a couple <laughs> here. Uh, on. One from uh, my cousin, Hannah Fern, and she's saying Great British Bake Off all the way, and also uh, Paul Foster, who has a young daughter, is watching The Next Step Series 2 on CBBC. 
whatever that is. <laughs> and, and before the reviews, Luke, can you tell us what all of your friends are watching? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's why I don't dream about you. Right, okay. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more than happy with that situation, Luke. Trust right. me. We've done the news. That means we move on to reviews. Uh, a lot to get through, some drama, uh, some reality TV, and even some... Quite frankly, edge of your seat documentary. And even something Gary has seen. <laughs> I've seen all the. I've seen all even... but one of those. Uh, let, actually, to be fair, let's talk about the one that Gary hasn't seen yet, and that is Channel 4's Gogglebox, which oh, yeah. returned on Friday to quite strong ratings, considering its opposition from Strictly on One and uh, X Factor on ITV. Yeah, this but... will never get old for me. I don't know what it is. It's just enjoy. I just find it immensely enjoyable. Mm. Matt and I were saying whether it feels scripted or. I feel in any some way. of it... the lines are a little bit scripted, certain lines. But I have to say, yeah, I I'm enjoying it. I I, I still don't like some of the family. Some of, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the shouty tappers, or um, Stephen and Chris aren't. But I love. Um, Sandra and Sandy and uh, Steph and Dom. And I, I'm quite a fan of the new family, the Malones. I thought they were a good mix, you know, a Mancunian family with lots of dogs. Yeah, but I, I just, I don't know. It's an easy watch. I think because I'm such a TV person, it fascinates me how other people watch TV. It's really, it's funnier than any sitcom on telly, and I, I it's something I look forward to. Um, but again, I just worry with Gogglebox, like George earlier on uh, appearing on Celebrity Big Brother. Soon as these families start popping up everywhere else, it's going to lose some of its charm. So I hope that the guys over at Studio, La- Studio Lambert who make the show are going to keep it, uh, you know, just itself. There is a Gogglebox book out at the moment, which oh, I have God, no gosh. idea what that is. If so it's I not called Gogglebox, then I'm <laughs> not happy. <laughs> then you should be working for Channel 4 Publishing. Yeah. Um, there's also a board game, believe it or not, as well. So they are. Is that uh, Gogolopoly? No? No, nice. Right. Uh, and then there's going to be a search engine called Gogol. Oh, I've got some breaking news as well. Another, oh. another oh. Facebook friend has got in touch. Obviously, yeah. all my Facebook friends work, unlike Gary's. Um... <laughs> oh. 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 My friends can afford the internet the day, Matt. They don't have to wait till they get home. Um, <laughs> and all my friends are non-existent. <laughs> yeah, Hannah, we know another Hannah, this is Hannah Chan. Uh, she's watching Doctor Who. I've got a late-breaking international one from uh, all the oh. way from Turkey. Uh, Laurie oh. Avery's watching Great British Bake Off, Downton Abbey, Our Zoo, which is coming up quite a lot. Uh, yeah. Byzantium, A Tale of Three Cities, and, uh, and Pointless. I had to say as well, I think, Sorry. I'm not sure, but I think Turkey is where we go next week on our... Uh, <laughs> on our oh, right! <laughs> what I was doing was just giving you the next... Can oh, you no, Turkey? Luke, surely Christmas that's politics. the Christmas special. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> I don't know if I could stand that. Okay, so uh, that was Gogglebox. Still love it. Still funny, still exciting, still good. Um, we may as well, while we're on the Friday night, look at the X Factor boot camp and the opening weekend for the BBC's Strictly Come Dancing. X Factor boot camp was one of the most annoying... Soap of the year. Yeah. Uh, it frustrated the hell out of not just me, who is, as you know, easy to wind up when it comes to this sort of thing, but the entire family. The audience drove me mad 
the crowd drove me mad. The, yeah. the overdramatics of all the judges drove me mad. And what, what was the reasoning behind having the audience be so involved in the yeah. decision making? The one thing I did like was the way Louis Walsh was getting so much into it until he realised he was actually a judge and yeah. had to do he it himself. Got to do it at some <laughs> point. <laughs> I, 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 he just started doing the seat, 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 seat. Yeah. Boys, you'll have a seat. to lose somebody. Guys, I've made my decision. The act that you're going to take the seat of is Blonde Electric. did the wrong thing yeah for sure we've lost the fun in the competition yeah. Simon well, you, that's what you mistake. always represent I can't bear it but he has now taken 15 boys on holiday to Bermuda with him leave it there uh, well, yeah. <laughs> that happens in the third episode of Matt and I's travel adventure <laughs> is that episode called the visit by you tree because no, okay. um, me and Luke are over 18 Ah, right. Uh, the Strictly weekend, I found a little disappointing in the end. Oh, really? A little bland. I enjoyed seeing the the, the dancing and the, the new sort of, you know, pairings and things. But actually, I don't know. I just felt, I felt it was a bit bland by the second and half. First, I second think part. it's a bit more polished, maybe, because no Brucey. Yeah. And I think that might no. be why you think it's bland, because there's not as many gaps and not as many things going wrong, is there? There's, it's more professional than it normally yeah. is, I think. So, so uh, it was a case of dance, talk, dance, talk, yeah. dance, talk, you know. Yeah. I always think that Strictly is a lot more fun and it's light-hearted, it's light entertainment, whereas X Factor, certainly this weekend, took itself far too seriously. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I mean, as we said before, the lineup on Strictly isn't great, but I enjoyed some of the dances. I thought your man from EastEnders there, Jake Wood, he did yeah. well. Alison Hammond from off of This Morning was, was a yes. surprise. Pixie um, Lot was pretty good. Pixie lot, but yeah, you knew that, didn't you? The the, well, the singers be, but... and Frankie thingy yeah. off of the Saturdays. Detour, Frankie did talk. Oh no, no, no. But I I say of the two, definitely Strictly was the more fun to watch. X Factor, I had to turn over at certain points. It just frustrated yeah. me so much. And there was just so much of it. Um, and soon it'll be on for three hours straight when they do oh. the first live show. Uh, no, three of... hours straight live show. You got to be kidding me. Get the latest TV news direct from thecustardtv.com. Speaking of people watching things on TV this week, uh, the three of us, uh, under my tutelage, sorry Gary, decided that we would watch something that isn't on TV. I'd uh, like to say Amazon's not decided, forced. Mm. I was going to uh, say that, decided. Amazon's <laughs> new pilot uh, season had been talked about on this podcast before, and yes. uh, they recently released... Transparent, which is now in the form of a eight. I'm going to get this wrong. Is it eight parts or ten or so? I don't. Can't know. remember. It, it's a new uh, series starring the brilliant Jeffrey Tambor from the equally brilliant Arrested Development, and it's from the writer of, uh, whose credits include Six Feet Under. It is basically about a transgender. Um, again, I'm going to get this wrong. A man who wants Help to me. be a woman. And uh, the consequences that that has 
as it ricochets I think, is it transvestite because he's not had the operation. Yes. Yes, but, I suppose yeah, he's, exactly. a, he's a pre-op yeah. transsexual. Pre-op transsexual, yeah. there you go. Um, but we're looking solely at this as a piece of TV, even though it's not on TV, as a piece of TV. Uh, the reviews were raving, uh-huh. and I was bored. Yep. I, I can see that this is mostly about a dysfunctional family. This is a, it, it, it's a blackish comedy. There's no laugh out loud moments. No. It's one of those descriptive comedies where you find mm, humour yeah. in the situation rather than the characters. And as you say, Jeffrey Tambor is the kind of the head of the family. He's got two daughters and a son, all of who lead very strange hippie hippie like lifestyles, but are quite mm. judgmental about him. Um, yeah. He invites them round for a family to try and tell them something, and they all assume it's cancer. So they pester him into saying, you know, what's wrong with you? And he bottles it. And you find later on via a scene in a what must be some sort of therapy self-help group that he's actually a, a pre-op transsexual transvestite. And yeah. at the end of the first episode is his eldest daughter catching him at his house while she's reuniting with a lesbian ex-lesbian lover mm-hmm. and to me i should have switched off at that point and gone no no more but you could have had i not yeah watch the next yeah one. luke tried to get me to watch the next one which <laughs> i was did as well short, which was nothing short of an orgy uh <laughs> but what about the episode <laughs> <laughs> oh, every five minutes that's why he's been was... talking to all these facebook friends yeah <laughs> yeah not facebook <laughs> friends cleansing my, cleansing my mind <laughs> I found no interest in any of the characters. No, no. I didn't find anybody redeeming. I found most no. of the characters deplorable, including the yeah. boy, the bloke, who, upon hearing that his girlfriend is pregnant, immediately goes to the "Is it mine?" Yeah. Before moving on to the, well, we never Everyone did have to talk about it, around in it, aren't they? So. Well, that's the thing. But suddenly he goes, "Is it mine?" And the moment she says it is, and you scumbag, she goes, "Well, we never did have the talk," which mm-hmm. implies that he's sleeping around, which we know he is because we saw it in episode one. No. Oh, and it was go, someone else. Please go if ahead. You've okay. not, if you've not seen that, I just want to say this quick, Matt. I want to just say this quick, Matt, while it's on my mind. If you've not seen this and you are only going off Gary's. Uh, Description, which is spot on in my opinion, uh, you might be interested to know that the writer she compared this in an interview with the Radio Times to Coronation Street. Hmm. Yeah, I read that. I'm fairly sure my grandmother, who God rest her soul, I missed that one where uh, Kevin Webster. Um... Yeah. Yeah. What I will say is that he does establish in that first episode the Jeffrey Tambor character that. All of his kids are really, really selfish. So they are unlikable people, but that means we don't like them. So we don't want to follow yeah. them. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I thought Jeffrey Tambor's performance was amazing. I thought every scene he was in was great. And I would have liked to show solely about his character and, you know, this guy who's lived all of his life, you know, not being who he wants to be you know finally embracing it but we have to follow all these sort of selfish children as gary said you know are, are completely unlikable and the only moment i laugh was the bit with the geese i find that quite funny yeah. but the, the only thing i, I would that. say is i i would disagree slightly with matt i think jeffrey tumball does the best that he can but oh i thought I it was really good i i didn't find him particularly interesting in fact i found it didn't bother me the transgender story or the transvestite story, I just wasn't interested in it. Okay. I didn't care about it. I didn't care 
So I liked it the most out of all of us. Oh God. Yeah, and you didn't yeah. like it much at <laughs> no. all, really. Um, uh, the, the writer is Jill Solo, Solo Way, uh, and she's best known as a producer on on this show, How to Make It in America, United States of Tara. United States of Tara was another show that was like it was about uh, Tony Collette. She had all these multiple personalities. Oh and that yes, was yes, yes, yes. That was another sort of show with a lot of unlikable people and a sort of issue-based... She also worked on Grey's Anatomy and Six Feet Under, as you said. How do we feel about the the raunchiness of it as well? It just um, seemed forced to me. Yeah, Just like, because we want to do it, we'll do it. Because we can, we will. Not because it has any point to the story. Especially in that first episode where the son is is having it off with... Is it an older lady in the first episode? Yeah, yeah, at the end. Yeah. To me, the the scene that did it, I think, was when the younger sister is uh, having sexual relations with the uh, trainer. Yeah. Just, let's <coughs> and it's just, just like... Everybody. Let everybody at it. Let's yeah. Just, yeah. You know. And to um, me, it was just like completely unnecessary. I, I, I hate you forever. I just thought maybe that. Amazon had had... <laughs> I thought maybe Amazon would give them a low budget for clothes. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, to... Oh, Tambor wasted it all on them dresses he wore. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. Yeah, he had the better he clothes. He went to Sears or Macy's or whatever and blew the budget on dresses. I just don't know why anyone in believe TV he or anything. I don't know why anyone on the internet or on uh, TV and I mean, would it's want got... to spend any more time. Just looking at it here, it's got 55 star reviews on Amazon. Yeah, and only 9 just... 1 star reviews. Is that just people being, you know, it's new and it's huh. fresh and it's real? I mean, as me and Gary spoke about uh, the other pilots that they did recently, and, and we both enjoyed that Red Oaks, and, I, you know, that wasn't... Yeah. That had a, a bit of nudity in it, didn't it? But it was never felt forced, and it was sort of... It was a good watch. It was an easy watch, whereas this was quirky for quirky's sake. And there's a lot of American comedies like this, isn't there? Like, yeah. I suppose Weeds is the big example as well. That's another. But to me, to me, I enjoyed Weeds because I I found the main character interesting. You know, she was a single mother getting over her husband's marriage, getting over her husband's death, trying to make a life for her kids. The kids were unlikable, but mm. then you had her. So I, some of the reviews on Amazon, some love the pilot, mm. made me laugh out loud. You know what? Yeah. Uh, excellent story about sexuality and gender. I, I, I mean, I would say, in its defence, I think the story about the Jeffrey Tambor character, I think, is a solid one. My problem was everything else. I, I, I liked him. I liked the scenes with him. I thought the, the sort of flashbacks in the second episode, you know, where he, he almost tries to dress on, then doesn't, and I, I liked all of that. Yeah. I just think the, fo- the fact that they decided to focus mainly on his children rather than him ruined it for me completely. I think that was the mistake. The kids, as he said, are all selfish and all self-involved and they all have these, you know, wonderful lives where they can just, you know, spend all day having sex and making records and yeah. not yeah. worry about having, a, you know, not worrying about how they're going to pay the bills or anything I like do, that. Because they've do, got rich parents. I do hate how somebody shines a spotlight onto my life like that. <laughs> And then, well, at, at three, they all go to Kenya, so. <laughs> <laughs> Our girl is on Sunday night. We are now into. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself. 
make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The uh, upcoming to the third of the five episodes yeah. uh, mm. from writer Tony Ground starring Lacey Turner. Uh, Matt and I spoke about this, Gary, at the, at the point when we recorded last. Hadn't seen it. I yep. still don't know if I definitely like it. I've seen it and I like it. I wasn't sure I would because I have to admit I didn't watch Our Girl the first time around for the military element side of it, mm. um, and actually it is completely different from the first, from that pilot because it's taken her out of her life to Afghanistan, and but it was it was it was interesting television and they made it very realistic. I spoke to a cousin of mine who's been to Afghanistan and he said, "Yep, yeah, that's what it's." Yeah, once I wonder that. Easy. Once you step outside that 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 base. You are in enemy territory, and anything is 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 a considered a risk. You know, I said, do you not think they went a bit overboard? And he went, no. He went, no. You would you would stay distant from the locals to keep yourself safe. Um, he thankfully has done two tours and come back, so with no problems. But he said there is that constant kind of tension, um, which he said they got down very, which they got very thought, done very well. I thought you might find it a bit soapy. Um, there were soapy elements. I mean, mm. and I don't particularly I don't, relate yeah. to her as a character, but I don't much. think it's as soapy as it could be, and I think that's a good thing. I think they they found the right balance between the sort of love triangle stuff and the, as Gary said, you know, the stuff with the locals with the little girl. And I thought the end of the second episode, that scene was brilliant. I think the pacing, they've paced it just right with the sort of ban- the banter mixed well with the um you know the more exciting scenes and the sort of quieter scenes and i think it's all really really well done and as as gary said you know it focused on her home life last time ep3 does see her go home on leave so we do get to see um yeah carrie well, godleyman again who who one, is one, an excellent one, actress one thing i would say yeah. that rings true of the last thing we were speaking about Lacey Turner, I think, is great. I think the scripts are good. It's just again, I don't like the people around her that mm. much. I don't. But like do you? Ha- I don't know how much you have They're to do because unlike, tra- yeah, unlike Transparent, Lacey Turner is in most scenes. It is mainly her yeah. show. It's not. You don't focus on. There's not many scenes where she's not. She's not in them, and the other characters are talking amongst themselves. Um, so you don't particularly have to like the characters, but I understand what you're saying. And you go from you go from likable to unlikable on some of the others. I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I'm not going to admit up front. I'm not even going to try. Uh, the guy that plays Ramsay Bolton uh, in Game of Thrones, the, the main you and Rion. What's he called? Spur. Thank you. He's yeah. brilliant at at this kind of acting where you don't know whether you're supposed to like him or not. Is he oh, the I hero? Know, Is I he know, the villain? I know how I feel. I, well, I, no, but. I, I, Go on, how do you feel? I, I wish he died in the first one. First, <laughs> no, I think he's a great. Yeah. 
but I think he's great in that idea of that you don't know whether you're supposed to like mm. him or not. Like, so I think but he's I, a very good character. I'd I don't agree the captain the is... Yeah, I was going to say, I don't rate the actor who plays the captain. As I said last week, he looks like he stepped off the runway of London Fashion Week. Yeah. Okay, so that is our girl. Don't get me wrong, good alternative to Downton. Not getting oh, yeah. great ratings. And not getting great ratings. Well, it's ratings. not getting great ratings overnight, but I had a look on Barb and the um, consolidated ratings are very strong. It's like five and a half million. So, like, almost half of its consolidated audience are watching it on catch-up. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's move on to something that, because we've spoken, I know we all were addicted to on Monday night. On Monday, yeah. Gary, Matt and myself spent 24 hours in police custody. And whoa, whoa, is this thought... another one of your dreams? What? No, this, well, is ha- okay. this happened. Well, I did uh, on Sunday afternoon, but go ahead. Once a suspect is in custody... The police have 24 hours to investigate and interview. After that, it's either charge or release. You have been arrested on suspicion of human trafficking. On suspicion of stalking. On suspicion of GBH. Possession and making of indecent images of children. On suspicion of conspiracy to murder. Start explaining. It's the police's job to ask. What really happened? Where were you on the 28th of March? It was not me, I was not there. That could have been a hundred and one people. There's nothing to do with me. Who's innocent? Who's guilty? Why would Pete say that he'd assaulted him? Because he's deluded, he's a drunk. Well, that's nonsense. From the suspects to the head of CID. That's one hell of a shirt, David. I'm loving it. These are the men and women who have just 24 hours to find the evidence. I'm not letting him get away with it. I want him nicked and charged. Will they discover it before time runs out? Good news. Yeah. Uh, This was a a new Channel 4 fixed rig, which, if you're not familiar with the term, means they put the cameras in, let them film, but there's no actual camera crew. Tangents. Tangent. Have you heard where they're going with the fixed rigs next? I know, I know. And I I feel like I picked... I feel like I pitched this. <laughs> yeah, just I think it was inevitable. It didn't uh, shock me at all, really. Department that. store dressing room, Gary. Have you heard this one? No, God, what's this? Sorry. They're doing That's the fixed rig. Pe- well, it's a one-off, yeah. all yeah. set in like the changing room at a department store. I'm, oh, I mean. What? Voyeuristic or what? That's well. That's what I do with my weekend, so it's handy. Um, ah, that's why he was in police custody. Ah, uh, oh, right, yeah. in police custody puts these. Fixed rig cameras all around a police station in Luton, I believe. Yeah, yes, and, this was Luton. Yep. And and in the um, interview rooms for what can only be described as the one of the most immersive, not only documentaries but bits of TV I have seen for I, just, a very get, long time. Get to time. the point. I, come on, ask me what I thought of it. What did you think of it? No comment. In law, you've got a right to silence. You do not have to answer any question I put to you. There is a but. <laughs> but it may harm your defence if you do not mention when questioned something you later rely on in court. What's the saying is, yes, you do have a right to silence. If you end up going to court and you then answer the questions that the officers have put to you, they might decide to draw an inference. So they could say to Drew, well, hang on, he had the chance to talk and didn't. OK, you got that? Any questions about that at all? No. Cool. OK, so I know you said in your prepared statement you're a family man. Uh, how many children do you have? No comment. 
How old are they? No comment. Okay. Um, what's your wife's name? No comment. How long have you been married? No comment. Okay. I did actually forget to ask you something at the start, and that's how do you want me to refer to you as? Do you want me to call you Mr. Baig, Mabu, Mabs? Uh, oh, sorry, it's just something I forgot and I should have okay. I should have done it. It's just for politeness. We probably prefer Mr. Baig, doesn't it? Yeah, okay, no problem. You're obviously an athletic gentleman. You keep yourself in far better condition than I do. Um, do you have a home gym? No comment. Or do you belong to any gyms in Luton? No comment. Or any gyms at all? No comment. Okay. Um, have you ever been to David Lloyd gym in Luton? No comment. Have you ever signed in there? No comment. What name did you use to sign in? No comment. When you um, were arrested and brought in, um, you have an iPhone, I believe. <clears throat> Do you know your phone number off the top of your head? No comment. Ends in, is it 585? No comment. Are there any other phones um, in your house? No comment. Does your good lady have a mobile phone? No comment. Is it a case of you don't recall? No comment. Or do you simply don't want to answer? No comment. Are you a football fan? No comment. <laughs> people, people might turn around and say, you know, I'm not a football fan because I follow West Ham, but that's beside the point. How can that be so... Mm. It was so good, though, wasn't it? Every yeah. time he how said it. Be, how can that be so immersive? I think it was the body language. I think mm. it was yeah. the banter. It was the close-ups, wasn't it? Oh, it was, oh, yeah. I, it was the, to be fair, it, it was the leg twitching, wasn't it? It was mm. the guy that mm. said, and he was saying exactly what we were thinking, was... Mm. He's guilty because he, he's shifting his feet, even well, sitting down. They found him not guilty, Gary, in the end. Well, that's right, but the police officer was fair. I'm saying the police officer felt that yeah. way. Mm. I, I just I just thought it was great. I thought, uh, you know, I thought all the banter between the police. Yeah. Mm. It, was, it was one of those things where I genuinely can't believe we're allowed to watch this. It felt it, like you were literally that fly on the wall that we used to talk about years ago. You were literally it. The, the scene, the see. scene that really got me was um, I love the little bits with the duty sergeant, you know, yeah. uh, and how grumpy she was. That was great, but the scene that got me, that made me realise we were watching something special, was there had been this banter, as you said, between the lead detective who'd just come back off holiday and and the, the defendant, and there was that bit, wasn't there, when he's standing there and the guy's quite big, and he went, "You're a funny man, aren't you?" Mm. And I couldn't work out in my head whether that was, "You're a funny Threat. man." threatening or just you're a funny man I, I, and it was mm. that ambiguity that I loved because mm. mm. I didn't mm. need someone in the background telling me the detective took this as a threat or a voiceover it just was there mm. in front of me um, yeah no I would say the one thing and I mentioned this to you Luke when we last spoke was the um, I think we were in thought, Kenya at the time so yeah we were in Kenya at the time <laughs> uh, but, but when we were by the elephants uh, I mentioned that um, the last bit after we left, you know, the police station and it showed you what happened next, I thought that oh, yeah. dragged on a bit. I know it was a necessary evil, but I just thought it lost that sort of intense pacing that we all enjoyed on it. And do you know what I would have? I would have absolutely loved is if you could have married this up to what happened in the court case. If you could have got mm. end it there, and next week we'll show you what happened in court. Now, uh, as someone who's as someone who's been on a jury, court isn't actually as interesting as it looks on TV. Oh God, what it's was your trial, Gary? 
<coughs> well, no, I was on, yeah. I was in the jury. I wasn't on the oh, trial. Right. Yeah, but what, what, what was the trial? You were allowed to tell oh, okay. us. Okay, I had I had two. One was uh, a mugging uh, in in southeast London of a mobile yeah. phone, and the second was an unfortunate case where uh, a husband had hit a wife um, and it was very gruesome in the detail but I was the I was the foreman of the jury and I've never felt oh, so God. nervous no I know I've never felt so nervous in standing up and delivering a verdict I don't think they ever oh. quite whenever I see prison you know whenever I see jury you don't quite get that feeling of nervousness of what you're about mm. to say and the impact yeah. of what it says well, it would have been lovely to have seen that court case um, we're going to uh, talk uh, just very briefly because I haven't seen it, I don't know whether Matt has uh, I know Gary has, the return of Nevermind the Bus. Oh yeah, the I watched difference, it. The difference with this series is we now have a poem host in the form of uh, Welsh comedian Rod Gill, but I used to love it when Simon Amstel hosted, it was unmissable for me, loved it sort of went I loved Lamar so, well, I thought the Mark... one from Fame Academy. No, Mark Lamar. <laughs> There's only justice in the world. I have to say, I thought Rod Gilbert did a decent job. He brought in some little changes. He actually, mm. you know, the the lineup where they normally have failed or previously known pop stars. He actually mm. spoke to them, which kind of made it feel a little bit more chatty, which was quite nice. Mm. And he had a different first round, so they've obviously put some worth and and thought into it. But I mean, I have to say, again, if I didn't know that Rod Gilbert was a permanent host, I wouldn't have really noticed any change to it. It's never mind the buzz cuts for me. It's always just been you know, an amiable half an hour. You know, you can watch it and have a laugh. Yeah. And I think it's always been that, no matter who's been hosting it. I mean, you've had a, the odd dodgy guest host here and there. Eamon Holmes springs to mind. Uh, yeah. But, but a bit, a bit the... like, have I got news for you? As you say, mm. the regulars can always bring the quality mm. up. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't and matter I mean, how that, bad the, the host is. The only thing that annoyed Merton's me was good. that the young lad from the group, whatever group he was from, I'm too old to know groups now. Oh, 1975. I was just about to say that. Um, right then, uh, what are we still watching on TV, Gary? What are you, what am I still watching? Well, okay, I thought we I thought we'd skip over what we're still watching on TV because actually it's very similar to last week's. So what oh, I'm saying is, watched anything on Netflix or Amazon? Uh, me and you will say what we're watching, and Matt can okay. say what we're watching on TV. All so right. Luke, what are you okay. watching on Netflix, stroke Amazon? Okay, well this week I finished Breaking Bad, and I will not spoil it for anyone because I was lucky enough somehow mm. to avoid any spoilers. Had no idea what direction the story was going in. I know that people bang on about this, and that's part of the reason I watched it was to see why people bang on about it so much. Blew my socks off. The last two series I whizzed through, yeah. I thought it was fantastic. In fact, I miss it today. I wish I could just go on and watch I, one I think that's the, the genuine theory from a lot of people is when it's over, that's it. You can't go back yeah. and... It's not a series so, you can go back and re-watch. I hope so, but all the bloody DVDs. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm still watching the rest of development uh, with the aforementioned Tambor, and I think it's just madness at its best. I'm also watching the US version of The Office on, on Matt's recommendation, and I also started The Americans, which is available uh, on Amazon Prime. Matt, what are you watching on television? On the normal television. Right, well, we've mentioned some of these already. X Factor... Our girl, uh, the driver, which I'm, st I'm sort of iffy on now. I, th I think it's like any promise it had, it sort of lost a bit. I don't know if it can sort of come back in the third, the final bit, but I, I, I sort of was only half watching it by the end. Educating the East End, which I still think is fantastic. Only Connect, which I think has got a bit easier now. It's on BBC Two. Yeah, I don't know if you agree, definitely. Gary. I agree. Uh, yeah. 
Dave Gorman's Modern Life is Goodish, which I think is it's still it's really really funny, and I think you both of you two would like it if you if you watched it. Um, it's sort of my sort of sense of humour. And did you know as well I don't that think Dave? I would then. If it's your sense of humour, I don't think I would. Did you know that Dave had a catch-up player? I didn't realise that until I was sort yeah. of seeking what? out. Yeah. yeah, Dave have a catch-up. What's it called? Dave not... Vu Vu. <laughs> it Should be, shouldn't it? The excellent Scott and Bailey. I'm still watching. Which uh, mm. again, me and Luke had this conversation that um, of all the cop shows, I think Scott and Bailey's the one that sort of best. Like mirrored twenty four hours in custody in terms of mm. um, like real, real yeah procedure realism and the fact that they do talk about mundane things when they're not you know investigating. I mean this week Leslie Sharp's character Scott isn't it um, went speed dating. Well, you got a fifty fifty chance there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Scott you would you would still get it. So the Bake Off, which we got the semi final of. Quick Bake Off prediction, uh, Matt. Who's going to win? You've Louis. got Louis, Louis. You've got Louis, you got Louis, okay, I'm going with Nancy, I've had her from the beginning, so I'm going with Nancy at win. <laughs> <and>, uh... <laughs> That's a that TV show, so out of the gutter, Luke, who are you going with? <laughs> I've got hands up Nancy, my god. Uh... Nobody puts any hands on me. Are you going to go with Richard, just so that it makes it an yeah, interesting... Yeah, it makes it fair, we'll see who so ne- turns out right next, next week. Next week, the first voice well, that you'll hear next week. I think me and you, Luke, had, uh, what's the face, Marth? Didn't we? Yeah. I, I liked, Did you? I liked her. Both of you. What I'm still watching on Netflix or Amazon, I've watched the excellent uh, first series of Crossing Lines. This is a, a, a US European make uh, program, very police procedural, but it's based on kind of like a, a crack force set up by Interpol. Uh, it stars Donald Sutherland and is very good. I would highly recommend it. It got two series, and there is talk of a third, so this isn't a, a one and done. I finished the fifth and, and most recent series of Community. Latest news about the sixth series is that it doesn't look as if Yvette Brown is going to be in it. Yeah, uh, who's she's one of the major characters that's announced today. She's looking after a dad slash starring in the Odd Couple remake. Which is yes. the same thing. Uh, so, also, Gary, when you went over to America for us on a on a oh yeah 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 podcast, I remember you saying when you the community got the axe uh, down on it that you didn't really want to see any more of it. That you felt like it's done its time, and yet you watched the fifth one. Do you feel differently having watched the? Fifth? No, I think yeah, I'd watched the fourth, hadn't I? The fourth was awful. The fifth was slightly better. There was a slight return to some of the good stuff. Where um. The, the showrunner left briefly, didn't he? That's right, and then so did Dan some of the Harman, characters. Dan Harmon, is it? Dan Harmon? Dan Harmon, yeah. that's right, yeah. Uh, and there were a lot of problems on set, apparently, as well, with uh, Dan Aykroyd. So... Is it Dan Chase. Aykroyd or is it Chevy Chase? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> he he wouldn't get off, Dan Aykroyd wouldn't get off that set. Like, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Uh, <laughs> anyone else in Ghostbusters? Right. I've also Chevy been watching Person of Interest. What <laughs> 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 were Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase both in Ghostbusters? <laughs> no? Alright. Saturday Night Live? Whatever. I'm also watching Person of Interest Series 2, Canterbury's Law, which is the most close I've ever seen a drama programme come to silk. Only six episodes available, I think it's isn't Netflix. It, isn't it oh no, Julia it's Amazon. Margolis, isn't it Julia Mar- it, Margolis? It is Julia Margolis, and she plays a very similar character to, uh, to Silk, to the to the leading lady in that. Uh, Fresh Meat, of which Series 3 has just been put up on Amazon, which is great. And The Walking Dead, which is also, sorry, Netf- uh, Netflix for Fresh Meat. And I've caught up on The Walking Dead Series 3, which was just added to Amazon, and I only need to watch three episodes. So I've done that. Moving on to uh, them, their previews. 
long-running uh, comedy panel shows Have I Got News For You and QI return on Friday. Uh, BBC One for Have I Got News For You and BBC Two for QI. They're on season L, which means me worried that that's only halfway through the alphabet. Are they ever what actually they going Gary, to get to sorry. Z? L. Well, Luke, how's it go? Series L. Series L. I said yeah. Series L, didn't I? No, you didn't. No, you've got a oh, sickness. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> and then uh, two new things that we need to talk about. Um, so the first thing, Monday on BBC Two, there's another fixed rig show, we're loving that phrase now, uh, called yeah. The Kitchen. This is from the makers of Gogglebox, the aforementioned studio that Luke mentioned earlier. Yeah, and this is... Thank you. Basically, yeah. it puts these fixed rig, mention it again, take a drink every time we say it, yeah. uh, into uh, family kitchens and just watch, listens to the conversations people have over meals. We always hear now that families don't eat together and they don't sit around a big table. So it's just watching people uh, have meals, really, and, thank, and what they talk about much. and all that. Well, we're thank always watching much. the telly when we're eating. So it's well, We're like, always watching yeah. the telly, whatever you are doing. You'd be like a combination yeah. of the kitchen and goggle box, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much, Lee. You can get back to flirting with Chris Chimple on Twitter now if you want to. Um, uh-huh. A, uh, a six-part drama series also starts on Monday on ITV called Grant See Esther. you later, Chris. Kiss, kiss. <laughs> See, you, See you in Kenya. Uh, this stars James Norton, who was last seen in Happy Valley, and Robson Green, who catches fish. He's on, last seen on like, a fish sorry. boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Six part drive about a priest. I mean, I think you said this is a little Father Dowling investigates, isn't it, for you? Yeah, Father Dowling, Father Brown, all the fa- Father Ted, all the fathers. <laughs> all the fathers. Uh, <laughs> father, dear father. This, again, right. we said this about Arzu. It, I've watched it, it feels very Sunday night. Uh, I've heard that it gets darker and it's not so calm and gentle as it can, goes on. But I don't know whether mm. there's an audience there for it. In the same way there was Scylla. I don't. We, I'm probably going to be proved wrong. But and we'll can see. I also just add uh, that we that we're up for a Pride of Britain award? No, we're not really. But the Pride of Britain awards are on oh. eight, eight o'clock. Eight o'clock on Tuesday on ITV, and also the Revolution will be televised. Will be televised on uh, yeah. Tuesday night at ten thirty. There's uh, a show that should only go on to Blumen. When iPlayer. when when are we going to get some sort of award? Um, well, Matt and I have got ours. <laughs> Oh. It's called You Singing. Before I can let Gary's vocal cords loose on the nation, I need no. to say, uh, I, need, I need to say that you can like. He's gone again. Matt. You can like us on Facebook. There the you fa- go. Facebook.com slash The Custard TV. You can follow me on Twitter at Luke Custard TV, or if you want to, you can follow one of the other two, Matt at Matt's TV Bites and The Gary Show on Twitter for Gary. Now, we'll be back. We endeavour to be with you every week, and every week there's a song. So, Gary. Wake up, wake up. Got a brush and put a little makeup. Hide the scars to fade away the shake-up. Why'd you leave the kids up on the table? Here you go, create another fable. You wanted to. Grab a brush and put a little makeup. You wanted to. Hide the scars and face away the makeup. You wanted to. Why'd you leave the kids up on the table? You wanted to. I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. I cry when angels deserve to die. I did say I ordered some chop suey, but that's just... (laughs) (laughs) Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.